Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shuram and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Psachim Dafayin Hey Amud Aleph at the top of the Amud. Continuing with our analysis of the proper roasting of the Pesach. Ein Solinta Pesach. So the, at the end of the Mishnah we had a story about uh, Rabban Gamliel telling Tavi to roast it on a grill where we had said a grill is not okay. So Maseli's story, we bring a story that, that contradicts with the uh, ruling of the Mishnah. There's something missing, and it's follows. That the grill is prohibited, but if the grill is open, meaning that there are holes between the pieces of metal, the cross pieces of metal, then it's mutar, and Rabbi Tzadok then quoted a story to support them. Gamliel told Tavi to roast the Pesach that way. Now, here's a, an independent question, which is then going to backdoor into our sugiya. So he asked him the following question. Let's say you have an oven and you fired it up with wood that's orla wood. Then you swept the wood out and now you got the residual heat and you baked bread in there. Earlier on in Masachet about uh, about the status of uh, such a tanur, according to the one who says that the bread would normally be prohibited if the wood were left in there, what's the status here? Amar lehapat muterit. He says even the one who prohibited would permit here because the the wood was no longer in. Amar and now we bring it home. We have a teaching from Tiveria. Tanur shi siko. If you have an oven that you that you clean that you fired up and then a grafo and then you swept all the wood out, but salabuata pesach, and you put the pesach in there and the residual heat cooked it or roasted it, ain't This is not the proper mitzvah. Shinamar tsliesh, tsliesh, stay pamim, because the Torah tells us twice to do tsliesh. Now, what's our understanding from Abyochan and Tom and the Galarachman Tsliesh Tsliesh Stay Pamim? So only because the Torah said it twice. Ha lo galarachman of the Torah not said it twice. I mean it's liesh. I would have thought that even residual heat is called sliesh. So therefore the bread that you baked in an oven that was fired up with orla wood, even though the wood is gone, should still be prohibited. Amalei, so his answer was The answer is that Pesach becomes the model. This is one possible way to look at it. That once the Torah says Sliesh, Sliesh, that tells us that only when the wood is present is it really Sliesh. If you buy it, the other possibility is Hatam Tam It's only in the case of Pesach when it says it twice, Halokha Rachman Sliesh Te Pamim, and it not said it. Havina Eish Kapid Rachmana, Filgrafo Namit Sliesh. That the Torah, that had I had it not said it twice, I would have thought all the Torah cares about is the fire. And therefore, even if I swept it out, it's called Sliesh, Aval Hacha, but in the case of Orla, it's in the Surah Here, I know that the Torah is concerned only with one thing, which is the wood is Asur, and I shouldn't, shouldn't not get any benefit from it. Valetanu, and they're already out of the oven, so it's really an, a, a disanalogous case. And this is still talking about uh, about the uh, Korban Pesach. If you cut the Pesach up and put it right on the coals, Rebbe Omer, Omer Anish is at Sliesh. I think that that's fine. That's Rebbe's statement. So now, a couple generations later, Rav Chista is challenged and asked, So that means Rebbe thinks coals are considered fire. Or I'll challenge that Michvat Esh. In the Parsh of Nigaim, one of the Nigaim is a burn. Michvat Esh. 
So all that tells me is if he got burned by fire. If he got burned on a coal, beremets, hot ashes, hot plaster, or anything else that's been heated by fire, or even uh, uh, hot water that was heated up by fire, how do I know that that still fits the bill? The Torah says twice, and that extends it. Now, what does that tell you? It's only because the Torah extended the nega michva michva. How long have Rachmana michva michva? Had the Torah not done that? We see that coals don't count. So how can Rabbi say that coals are considered sliesh? His answer was, Rabbi's answer was that we do not need a pasuk to extend to coals that are wood coals. When the Torah had to extend it for purposes of nigaim, that's a metal coal, meaning a piece of metal got heated up and then burned the, the, the skin. What, what metal coals aren't automatically fire? Agave bat coin, in the context of killing a bat coin who had relations outside of marriage, and that's the principal place that we learned the death of Srefa. That they would take a uh, heat up lead that would end up going in her mouth and she'd be burned. So you see that metal that's uh, burned is called Aish. Because the Torah says she should be burned by fire. And Tisareif, the Rabot, calls That extends it to any way she's burned that started by fire. Certainly the fire itself counts. So why don't we take uh, uh, cords of grapevine and put them around her and burn it up? The answer is, We know that the children of Aaron, Nadav and Aviyu, were burned when they died. And so we learn from there, They were burned internally, and the bodies kind of imploded. So the same thing here, she can't be burned from the outside, it's got to be burned from the inside. Okay, if that's the case, so why don't we then pour down hot water? It's interesting that what we see is one of the central psukim of the Torah in almost every use in the Gemara is about the following, means when you have to execute somebody, you have to execute them in the most dignified way and the most painless way, and therefore we don't use that extremely hot water. So if we have a what do we need Tisarev Tisarev for? The answer is, Amri, I would think that to be burned means that to be burned from the outside. Then I would just put a lot of of um, of uh, cords around her, of grapevines around her, so she'd die quickly. So, so therefore we need tisarev tisarev, meaning tisarev and sefat bnei aron to teach that uh, she has to be killed internally. So what's ba'ish for in the batkoin? Lafuke avarmi ikaro, as opposed to lead starting out that way, meaning it has to be heated up by fire and then put in, um, as opposed to when it's first excavated, it's in, it has its own, own heat from the earth, but uh, when it's first quarried, but that doesn't count. Okay. Amalei Rabbi Yirmiyah Rabbi Zera. So now we go back to Eretz Yisrael, and the, and, the, and the conversation continues. 
So every time it says Ba'ishti Saref, that means anything that was caused by fire can be used. Vagari Parimani Srafim, when he burned the Korbanot where the Dom went inside. It has to be on fire and not other things heated up. So which is it? Which is essentially the, the nut of our sugya. How, what do we call fire? They said they're not the same. In the case of the Bakon, it's just Ba'esh and then Tisarev. So Ba'esh is limiting, Tisarev is extending. But And the Esh then leads to Sreifa, so anything that started out with some sort of fire and can burn counts. Here it's for Saraf, then Ba'esh, so Ba'esh, it's almost like a pride, call of pride, gets limited to fire. Remember, Esh is last to tell you only Esh. So Hatam Namik Tiva Sreifa Lavasof, but even in the case of the Permit Sreifa, it says Sreifa at the end, Ichtiv, Ashefa Chadeshin Yisareif. So Amre, who Yisareif in Baile Lechadetanya, that's needed for something else, as the Brighta says. Yisareif, Afapisha in Sham Deshen, and you have to burn it even though there is no Deshen sitting there from previous days. Yisareif, Afapisha, Yitzita Urberubo. Even though most of it got inflamed, you still have to burn it. Ravina, that's the Permit Sreifim. Ravina, Markoch Vitani. He said, going back to the parish of Negaim, read it as follows: Ainli Don't read it Ainli But begachelat, I wouldn't know. Therefore, as we had earlier, he said, no, you have to parse it differently. Which means with that one little parsing modification, everything falls into place. The Rebbe's position is that gachelet, that coals, are considered to be fire. And therefore, in the Parsha of Nigaim, the base assumption is that if you got burned on a fire or on the coals, that's ash, And then the question is extending it to other things that got heated up, and that's what Nichva Michva does. Now, Rava Rami, Rava identified a contradiction. Miyamar Rebbe Gechali Mikurash, Rebbe, according to everything we just said, held that coals are called fire, live coals, of course. Or Mini, watch this challenge. Gachale Eish, this is now Gachale Eish in the context of taking the Ketoret for the, on Yom, Kippur, Yom Kippur. Yachol Oremot, I might think that this refers to uh, like soft, quiet embers that are almost out. Talmud Lomar Eish, they have to be inflamed. But I might think it has to be a live fire. Therefore it says coals. Haketzad, what I do? You bring glowing embers. That's inherently a problem. When you said gachale, you said that might even mean embers that are almost cold. So you see that those are considered ash. And just the gachale tells, uh, and just that um, that the word ash pushes it up to have to be a little more inflamed. That the word Eish would lead to our actual flame. That Lochashot, which means uh, um, uh, glowing embers, are not Eish. And the word Gachale puts them in. So which is it? Are glowing embers Eish or not? This is how to read it. Coals, I might think whether they're glowing or whether they're almost out. Eish alone might tell me I have to bring an actual flame. That's the solution. But what's very clear here is that coals are not called Eish. 
And that's why Gachalei Eish modifies Eish and says, not a fire itself, but Gachalim, but Gachalim are not Eish. So that's a challenge to Rebbe. Read it as follows. I might think, quiet embers, Talmud Lomar Eish. Therefore it says Eish. If it's Eish, I might think you could bring a flame or glowing embers. Which means the base assumption here is that Gachalim Lochashot are called Eish, and Gachalei cuts out an actual fire. And so, but they, they, they were saved. We saved Rebbe. Amar Rabbah. So Rabbah says, Now, what kind of a, a possibility is that in the Brita? This is what Rabbah's challenge is. But you could bring a gachelet, or you could bring a fire. How do you have fire without coals? Like, what's the fire in? The answer is, you could have filled up a kli with oil and inflamed it, and now you've got fire without uh, a physical anchor, as it were. So, why would I want to exclude that via pasuk? That's not something you'd even do in front of a human king. We wouldn't do that in front of God, certainly. That's some sort of a weird, um, really uh, inappropriate kind of fire. So, we don't need a pasuk to eliminate that. Read as follows. So, we now have to reread the Mish, the Brita for a fourth time. I mean, reread it for a third time. I might think that it should be dafka, quiet embers. So he eish, yachol, I might think that you should bring some coal and some fire, meaning coals with fire, not fire alone. That's not possible. And then by the time you come into the Kodesh Kedoshim, it'll all be coals. And that would be fine. You should take gachalesh, meaning they have to be gachalim from the time you take them, meaning you can't have an actual fire there. See, by so that's the solution to the brayta. Parenthetically, when we talk about in the brayta, omamot is it with an aleph or with an ayin? Because remember, none of this was written down; it's all balpeh. Uh, and in many of the areas of uh, where the Batemi Drash were, they already were not distinguishing carefully between Aleph and Ayin, as the Gemara Megillah tells us about people from Beitshan, from Machaifa. The cedars have not yet uh, been inflamed. Um, they haven't yet uh, um, uh, lessened their their visage uh, as a result of fire, but it was with an ayin. So we see that the proper word is gechalim olmemot with an ayin, and we will pause at this point and pick it up with the next Mishnah on Daf Ayin Hey on Bet. In the meantime, everybody should have a wonderful day.